It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Selected Falcon passenger and SUV tires. 27 to 8. Good morning to you on this Thursday, the 15th of Feb. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And a huge thanks to Kubota Breakfast, powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. Bix, before we head to Sam Edmund, a few texts. 0427154166. One from Lindsay. Uh, yes, says, boys, I'm bemused by the fact that, that the experts are playing down Port's chances this season. Looking at the list, I see depth and experience in attack, ruck, midfield, defence, and great coaching. Am I just glass half full? That's from Lindsay. I reckon you are, Lindsay. I reckon that they'll be around the mark. Um, Costa also says, I'm a Crows fan, but the fact Todd Marshall had to get five years approaching free agency, what really do contracts mean anyway? Be looking forward to hearing what Kane Corns has to say about the deal. We know he's not a fan of long-term deals, and he's outspoken about players not performing. Once they get some security, you can listen to Kane Corns a little bit later on. Let's head over to Victoria and have a chat to our good friend Sam Edmund. There's a lot of news coming out of Victoria. We just spoke briefly about Nathan Murphy. Good morning to you. Welcome back, Sammy. What can you tell us about Nathan Murphy and Collingwood? Hello, Walshie. Hello, Bix. Good to be with you for the first time uh, this year. And uh, and as your texter just said, uh, glass half full maybe, but hey, it's glass half full season. If you're not mm. optimistic <laughs> on the 15th of February, when are you going to be optimistic, boys? That's it. Uh, no, I'm with you. I think both Adelaide clubs are feeling a bit of love at the moment, thinking they're going to be uh, amongst the, the action in September. But anyway, um, tell us about Nathan Murphy. Yeah, look, they had a big match simulation session over here, Collingwood. Uh, Nathan Murphy didn't take part. In fact, he was running water as he uh, plots his way back to match play. Now, he's going to miss Collingwood's practice uh, matches, as he uh, admitted yesterday, as he comes back from that grand final concussion. So he's been on a modified program throughout, and he copped a nasty tackle, of course, from Nick Dacos. He did give Nick a little friendly drive-by yesterday, so good to see Nick finally laying a tackle. It just happened to be on him. But it's an extensive concussion history, of course. Now, Look, the independent panel has officially cleared him to continue at AFL level whenever he's ready, of course. And at the moment, he doesn't shy away from the fact that he's not ready. And it it sounds that it's definitely more of a confidence thing for him that when he's mentally ready to step back into the fray, he will. Uh, But at this stage, that's that's not for him. And uh, he admitted as much yesterday. And for Melbourne fans, there's a little bit of good news on the Clayton Oliver front. He looks like he's starting to get back into the routine and structure of, of AFL footy. Yeah, absolutely. Now, all systems go here. I mean, I, I know there's been a lot of uh, doubt over whether he would be, in fact, ready for the start of the season. In fact, I think it's been reported that he more likely won't be. I've got to say, I'd be shocked if he isn't. He completed a full session uh, on Monday um, in some match drills and match simulation session that the Demons took part in. Of course, uh, Melbourne are in action out of Casey Fields at 10 o'clock this Sunday uh, in a practice match. So I'd expect him to be involved there. 
He spent uh, half of the session on Monday in the so-called B team, but then transitioned through to the, the A side halfway through. So he's been doing his own stuff anyway while he's been training away from uh, uh, the team as per the independent medical advice that he has been given for all of his, um, I guess, his off-field um, challenges that he's had in the last couple of years. So they haven't ruled him out, Melbourne, and at the moment he's trending in the right direction. So uh, uh, coming back to that word optimism, I wouldn't have thought there's any reason not to be optimistic about Clayton Oliver. Now, Sam, it's a really good area for those people who haven't been to the MCG kind of uh, Olympic Park-style setup in Victoria because there's a big training facility in Gosh's Paddock where you have not just Melbourne who train there, but Melbourne Victory, Melbourne Storm, and then you you head closer to the town and Collingwood are there. Collingwood had an an intra-club trial and there was an interesting onlooker and that's former Collingwood player Jack Ginevan, um, who now plays for Hawthorne. Is is he lost? Does he miss Collingwood? What's he doing there watching this? <laughs> He's a long way from Waverley Park, I can tell you that, while we're on the subject of geography uh, with his new club Hawthorne. But no, I mean, a lot of uh, close friends there at Collingwood, and Isaac Quain are one of those, obviously, uh, elevated into the leadership group yesterday as well, just while we're on uh, the subject of the pies given Taylor Adams was vacated for Sydney. But got a lot of close friends there at Collingwood, as you would expect. He's only been out the door for five minutes. So I think we live in a world where that's okay, don't we? And uh, he was watching the Goldfields match, boys. The, the Bendigo team v the Ballarat team there. And uh, another name to watch, though, just uh, Finn McRae, obviously mm. the brother of uh, Jack McRae at uh, the Western Bulldogs, who's been on the list for a few years. only played 12 games. Only, I think, three in the last two. He's had a contract this year. So... Is this the year he can break in? Been start of opportunities, and if he doesn't, boy, won't his manager's uh, phone be ringing? <laughs> Most definitely. I heard uh, Jack Crisp interviewed, and he said that uh, he's breathing down his neck. So the, some of the older players are are feeling that uh, that pressure that's going to come from some of those younger players. Uh, speaking of another more experienced player, Tom Liberatore, after a fairly long layoff, I think it's been eight or nine years, is back in the leadership group at the uh, the Western Bulldogs. Solo vice-captain, can you believe it? Yeah, nine years, Big, since he held a formal leadership role, title even, at the Witten Oval. And at the ripe old age of 31, he's back. Look, what a player he's been. We know the resume is going, the premiership, the best and fairest, and for so long, one of the best clearance and tackle players in the competition. But I think what makes this re-emergence so compelling is that, as Luke Beveridge called it yesterday in some of the vision the club released as he addressed the team, is that this is a guy who's been through his troughs uh, as a player, a couple of knee reconstructions, and, of course, in his life, a couple of run-ins with the law, found, of course, back in the day with a small amount of an illicit substance, got a, a drug strike under the AFL policy. The club sent him to Thailand for a period of time. So he's battled back from all that. He's battled back from all the one-year contracts that followed while the club was understandably a little bit anxious and a bit nervous over his future. He's a parent now. He's a business owner in the western suburbs of Melbourne. So this is a full 180-degree turn, I think, for or a 360-degree turn for Libba, who's... Uh, who's a very mature performer and um, influence now around that club at the age of 31. So uh, the name's synonymous with the club. We know that, uh, with his old man being the Brownlow meddler. So he is the Western Bulldogs. He's just one of those heart and souls, isn't he? Yeah, just on the Western Bulldogs, there's been a, a bit of a tumultuous uh, off-season. They've had a, uh, a review. They've had some change in, in positions. Has it, has it all calmed down? Has Luke Beveridge now sort of... Uh, where he wants to be, are, are you confident they can, I guess, get somewhere close to their best this year? Oh, I'm not confident on their footy uh, on their footy credentials, and who, who could be after the year they just had? I mean, you can see them bolting up, and you can see them falling through the floor, can't mm. you? But yeah, look, everything's settled down now. I mean, certainly going back six months in the latter half of last year, there was some angst 
while, you know, Amit Baines, the chief executive, and, and Chris Grant, then the sole football director, had to sit Luke Beveridge down and explain that there will be some change, and, and you're not going to like it all, Luke, and, and you're going to have to wave goodbye to some people who have been with you for a long period of time. Did the coach like that? Absolutely not. But they brought him into the tent in terms of the people that they were going to replace um, with, and they brought a lot of new faces into that football department. They've changed the structure. The review wasn't glowing for Chris Grant either, with uh, Peter Jackson coming in and all the interviews he did. So his role has changed. He's away from the day-to-day now um, and more of an overarching umbrella view of, of the club. So there's been a lot of change there. They're dialed in now, as you expect, come the 15th of February. But I tell you, if things don't go the way that they would hope, then it's a, it's a make-or-break year in many respects for, for the Western Bulldogs. And, and obviously Luke Beveridge is going to be central to that as the season unfolds. Sam, I don't want to be too intrusive on your personal life, but Mark Bickley this morning revealed that he did nothing for Valentine's Day yesterday. He is full of false promises, didn't <laughs> even prepare dinner for his beautiful wife, Tori, or get her a gift. Did you do anything special yesterday? Was it Valentine's Day yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> You're my man. I apologize. You know, you know what I did, and I, I didn't say this to you earlier, Bix. I waited till just before bedtime to give my wife the gift that I purchased because I knew she didn't get anything for me. So oh. it was a real power play for me. Passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I would say, Bix, is that romance is meant to be spontaneous. I mean, you don't need a title for that sort of stuff. Well, like, you are you are better than that. <laughs> what what <laughs> I said, Sam, was well, it's the three hundred and sixty four other days of the year. You know, I, I'm, I'm every day, so every day is Valentine's for my wife. <laughs> How about that one? He's disgusting. <laughs> it makes us feel sick. We know that you need to now probably go and vomit after hearing that, and you've got to prepare because you've been doing an outstanding job filling in for Jared Waitley. So uh, we can continue listening to you on SENSA. Sam Edmund, thanks for your time. Great to speak, boys. Have a good day. Always yeah. good speaking with Sammy, and as we said, doing a, a brilliant job while uh, Jared is making his way back from the Super Bowl. Um, make sure you continue listening to Sam. Uh, Nathan Cosmina joining us not too far away. Um, lots of news coming out of Victoria. I think it's a, it is quite a feel-good story with Tom Liberatore, isn't it? No doubt. And as um, <clears throat> Sam alluded to, it, like he had some serious troughs, and there were some serious questions about, one, whether he was going to stay at the club – one, whether he was going to stay involved in AFL footy. But I guess um, it's a bit like life, isn't it? You know, there's ups and downs. And, um, you know, as Sam said, he's, he's settled down. He's got a business. He's, you know, you get a bit older, you get more mature, you work out what life's all about. And he's playing as good a footy as he's ever played. And he is the heart and soul of that footy club. So uh, it's really important that, oh, you know, when I say heart and soul, he does represent, no, he does. you know, yeah. that sort of bulldog spirit where he, he scraps and scrapes and, and, uh, he's know. just a, he's a contrast to Marcus Bontempelli, which you kind of think is a really good a, thing too. Yin and yang. One's all class and, and smooth mover and the other one's just getting his hands and knees dirty. All day, I remember day. in 2016 when they, they won the premiership, he went overseas and played in a, just a random expat game of yeah, footy yeah. as well, which Shaved is, his yeah. head had that male pattern baldness that, look. Yeah, oh, well, sorry, mate. I, <laughs> I did, um, spoke before I thought that. Uh, speaking of people with a similar hairdo, we should shout out Sam Pepper too, who's earned his way into the leadership group for Port Adelaide, which is um, which is brilliant for him after he had a, a challenging period in his career and he's really settled down mm-hmm. off the field, which yep. is outstanding for him. Nathan Cosmina, not too far away. We have a nomination. It's actually Port Adelaide and Collingwood related for Pull Up Your Socks, and we will do it next. It's a quarter to eight. Good morning.